This is a weekly podcast about olives where we dive deep into everything olives, olive oil, cold olives, hot olives, olives stuffed with blue cheese, <laughs> you name it. We're all about olives. Start the timer. Welcome to Location Indie Podcast, a behind-the-scenes, unfiltered, no-holds-barred look at the realities of the location-independent lifestyle from two guys who are living that lifestyle. I'm Trav, and I think I'm starting to like olives. Ugh, even saying that makes me shudder. Finally. Finally, we can put olives on your charcuterie plates. <laughs> I'm Jason. We're the co-founders of the Community Location Indie. We're all about the travel, the freedom, the lifestyle. You can learn more at locationindie.com. We just had a blast on a call with the Location Indie community members. Last night, did little breakout groups and everybody was chatting. And we had about like 20 people on the call. And it was uh, it was an awesome thing. So anyway, if you want to learn more, sign up. Trav, um, what kind of olives are you eating? I just want to know for future reference in case, uh, you know, because Heather, your wife, she really puts together some banging, as you would say, banging charcuterie plates. And um, I think she, she likes those pretty oh, expensive course, olives, the ones that are like stuffed with all kinds of things and the huge ones or whatever. But um, I'm curious what I mean, kind of olives you could have said have she likes those, kind of, those pretty expensive and then fill in the blank. Um, fill in the blank. <laughs> so I was at a Mediterranean restaurant here in Portland with a bunch of friends. Um, some people who are listening might know Sean Ogle runs a site called Location Rebel. Another guy, a friend of ours, there's an entrepreneur named Scott Brills. And Scott likes good food and has traveled all around. And he said, these are the best olives I've ever had. Like These are the best types of olives. Now, I can't remember exactly what they were. Uh, I'll have to try to pull it up. But I was like, all right, well, I hate olives. She's like, no, no, no. We're going to get these olives. You're going to like them. They're super buttery. I'm like, well, okay. You know, I said, I've always tried olives and I, I never, never like them, right? Even when we're in Italy and, and, you know, all these places, Spain famous for their olives. Everyone gives you out olives with your, when you order a drink and I'm, and Heather always gets to scarf them down. And I'm sitting there hungry. So I'm like, fine, though. I will try these olives. So they brought them out. I tried them and they were, I hated, them the least of any olives I had ever had. Typically, like I can't even stomach any olives. Well, and it was meant to be because I, di- I, I didn't like them. I would not, I didn't want to eat another, but I didn't, they didn't make me like want to spit it out. But they were warm. They were also warmed up. So Scott said, no, no, these are much better cold. Like I've always had them cold. I've never had them warmed up. Uh, either way, we went back to that Mediterranean place for happy hour, this time with Heather and two other friends. And I said, all right, well, Scott loved these olives. You could, these other three friends, Heather and these other two friends loved olives. So they're like, we're getting these. I said, ask for them not to be heated up. So the guy said, okay, cool. We can do that. He brought them out and I like them more cold than heated up. So I'm like, I'm like taking little baby steps up the olive scale, I guess. So now those were the olives that I hated the least was the cold version or not cold, but you know, unregular version of these olives. So I don't know, man. I, yeah, there was a time when I hate, there was a time when I hated olives and, um, 
Yeah, it's fun. Isn't it funny how your this podcast isn't about olives, by or the way? Is and, it uh, if you're today? listening for the first time, this is a weekly podcast about olives where we dive deep into everything olives, olive oil, cold olives, hot olives, olives stuffed with blue cheese. <laughs> you name it. We're all about olives. No, um, no, this is not about that. But I will say one last thing about olives and your taste buds and how they change. I think it's really interesting because there were a lot of things I used to hate. I was a picky eater and um, like I used to hate broccoli. I, I despised broccoli. And then I just kept trying it like every six months, even though I was like gagging. And then one day I was like, man, broccoli's awesome. Like, why didn't I like this before? I have no idea why. I think your taste buds dull as you get older. So maybe it's a bad sign. The more things you like, I, the older well, you are. I don't the know. The olives are named um, Castelvetrano olives. Castelvetrano olives. I think they're... Okay. Shout out. Castello Big ups Castel Vetrano <laughs> Olives want to be uh, sponsor this podcast. I, I do. The reason it made me think of it this. Yeah, very <laughs> it's good, good fit. fit. It's a really the reason good fit. it made me think of the olives this morning was not because I ate them recently. It was a couple of days ago, but was the fact that my mouth tastes like onions because I ate onions this morning and I used to hate onions and now I love onions. So I, I, I see myself maybe going down that path with olives. I hope not though, because then Heather would be right and we don't need that to happen. So, um, the, the time is ticking, but I have, I have one more olive related story. When we were in elementary school, I just remember somebody started mouthing olive juice. And if you mouth olive juice, it looks like somebody saying, I love you. And it was always this big joke because we would just like mouth olive juice to each other. And we'd be like, no, we said I olive juice. We, we were saying we used olive to do juice that anyway. The, it was really, we used it was to mouth so dumb. elephant goo because the same thing. But at least uh, olive okay. juice is a okay. thing versus elephant goo. <laughs> elephant um, goo. <laughs> also, see, young kids, young kids being very, very creative. Right? I mean, the kids taking these funny things and being creative with it, which is the topic of today's show, creativity. Yes, we're talking about creativity. And if you're somebody who is creative and you can invent olive goo, then maybe you can make a fortune. I don't know. No, we are talking about creativity today. And um, I, I was kind of kidding when I said if you're somebody who's creativity, because I personally believe uh, if somebody who's creative, because I personally believe everybody's creative. And it's just a matter of your opinion on on yourself you know what i mean like i think there is a tendency at times for people to get down and think well i'm I'm not creative i don't come up with creative ideas in that way but i think like everybody comes up with everybody's creative in different ways and it's so sad how as we get older and like you get from you know your childhood and then you get into adulthood how it's just suppressed and beat down. And I mean, we're talking about unconventional lifestyles and we don't agree with like the status quo and like that's what location and freedom is all about. Um, not that we don't agree with it and it's fine, but but we're just, you know... We ain't gonna we're do open that. To different, we're, yeah, we're open to different ways of living, I guess. And, and, you know, when it comes to creativity, I just think it gets beat out of people. And like you meet any kid, I mean, they they are like... They're they're cre- they're all creative in some way, you know, whether they're drawing or painting or like dressing in wild outfits or just like they're just so free to express themselves because they don't have those filters yet. It's a really beautiful thing. So when I look at that and I see um, that in all kids, it's 
it's like it is in all of us, but then it gets beat out of us. And like, actually, today I want to give um, five tips about um, getting unstuck if you're feeling uncreative, um, some things you can do. So I want us to give five tips around that. Um, but first, I just kind of wanted to just talk about and get your thoughts on creativity as a whole. I mean, do you agree with what I just said? I want to disagree because that makes for a more fun podcast usually. But I do agree that it is an innate thing in all of us. Obviously, it runs a spectrum, right? Just like love for olives runs a spectrum. Some people hate them. Some people love them. But they fall somewhere on there. With creativity, I think everyone has creativity inside of them. Some people are certainly more creative. I, I wouldn't. I would never say that everyone's creativity is the same. I have a cousin who is probably the most creative human I've ever been around. She can look at a piece of junk on the side of the road and envision what it's going to be like in her house. And all of a sudden, then you know, you go to her house three weeks later, and there's this amazing chest there, and you're like, "Whoa, where'd you get this? Like, this looks like you bought it at Restoration Hardware, some like super expensive store." It's like, "Oh, that's the one that I picked up off the side of the road when you were with me three weeks ago." And you're like, "What? How did you even do this?" So. She's super creative, artistic, all that kind of stuff. Um, so, you know, I am certainly not as creative as her, and especially not on the artistic side, because I do creativity can obviously... But everybody's creative in different ways. Well, that's you know what I was going to say. Creativity like... can take different forms, right? We, yeah. I tend to think of it, maybe not we, but I certainly tend to think of it as the artistic type and, and, and that painting and drawing and writing poetry and telling stories and, and that kind of thing, but it, it can take many, many different forms. So I agree with you that everyone has creativity. I agree with you that society does beat it out of us or suppress it at least in the way that people aren't allowed to be as creative as they are. Um, and I do agree with you that when you look at kids, you see everyone making up games and drawing, like doing whatever it is that's creative, you know, making up stupid things like elephant goo to, to like make, like to pass along messages and be silly. So I think creativity is one of these things where you just let your mind go and you're not, you're not like pinned in by the things that are expected of you because not much is expected of you. And, and when expectations aren't there, you're not like your brain isn't constantly trying to meet the demands of whatever it is, regular life and responsibilities. It allows you to be more creative. I think that's, I, I don't know the tips you're going to give, but I think some of that ties into it is giving yourself space to get away from typical regular stuff and, and give yourself mind the space to again, revert to that, Hey, I'm just going to like start thinking of things and not worry about all the little minor things that are going on or major things that are going on even. Yeah. I think one of the most fun things about lifestyle business and travel and, and everything that's intertwined around all of this location independent stuff is the creative aspect. You know, it was always a dream of mine to be like, oh, I could just want to wake up and like get to do creative things every day. And then with that comes a whole set of fears because you're like, oh, wait, if I'm doing creative things, that means I'm putting things out there that um, I might be uncomfortable with or that might, you know, be a little vulnerable for me. And everybody deals with this when it comes to putting stuff out there. But there are so many, like creativity takes so many different forms. And if you're somebody who is awesome at um, designing systems and organization or whatever, like that might not seem like a creative thing. Like Trav said, I mean, you're, you know, people associate you know poetry or this that and the other but to me in my opinion that's a form of creativity if you can like elegantly design like a business system or something like that that is being creative because you're taking something that didn't exist before and creating it in your mind from scratch and that's a huge part of 
you know, everything that we do in business and travel, even when you're traveling, I mean, you, you know, the trip unfolds and you got to make all these decisions. So in that way, you're, you're creating the experience in real time oftentimes. And there's a creativity with that. I really believe creativity is infused with a lot of things we do. And the more we open up to it, um, the more we realize that, hey, we all are creative beings and we're just creating in a different way. And it's, uh, I, it's really, to me, w- one of the best, if not the best thing about lifestyle business. And like Travis and I jumping on and being like, all right, we're going to record a podcast today. What are we going to do about it? And it's like, um, oh, wait, we need to think of an idea. And just like having the faith that those ideas come it took a while in the beginning for me, and I want to get your experience, your take on this, Trav. But then once I realized the ideas are there, and I just, I just, you, when you force the issue, they come. They just do. And it's, I don't know if it's building a habit, but I think it's just being open to, um, okay, like I'm setting an intention that I'm a limitless creative being and that I'm, ideas will pour through me and they will always come when I need them, and they do. I think that creativity is one can be 100% a learned skill. Not that we don't have it, but you can continue to develop your creativity muscle for sure. And I I would say that of a lot of the people I know, I'm one of the least creative when it comes to artistic and seeing stuff like that. And yet, as you mentioned, a lot of the stuff we do in business, even even just yesterday when we did a call with the, the LI members, we did a brand new thing this week, right? For new members who came in, we did a thing called Wow Week. Now, what we could have done is just done the typical thing that we've done every single time. We said, no, we're going to do something different. So we got a new piece of software that allowed us to break people out into groups and things like that. So in essence, that's creativity. Almost in a way, I kind of see creativity as being Anytime you're trying something new or doing something that isn't your typical routine is in a way creativity. And so I don't think I am born with a very high innate level of creativity, especially not when it comes to the artistic side. I tried to draw a stick figure in my journal the other day. Literally couldn't draw a stick figure. So um, probably the worst. I think you're a super creative dude. So it's interesting that you think that about yourself. Yeah. And I guess it's, and again, it's like, what are we talking about when we talk about creativity? I'm thinking more artistic because that's what creativity means to me, at at least on the surface level. But I do think that it is something that can be learned. And let's get to your tips. But right before we do that, I, I will say that one of the pieces of advice that I am using and that I have seen help myself is the fact that it you can build creativity through habits. It sounds weird, right? We're talking creativity, woo-woo, give your mind space. You kind of seem to abstract. And then you're saying, but wait, you can get to this level of abstractness by building in very systematic habits. It's, it seems like it should be completely removed from each other. But I'll give you an example. In the journal that I've been using, uh, a member of our LI community, awesome member, Heath Armstrong, has the sweet ass journal, right? And it's a hundred day journal. And in there, one of the things that you do every morning, I just got finished doing today is a brainstorm. And it just says sweet ass ideas for blank. And then you come up with a topic and then you just brainstorm on whatever that topic is. So some days it's like, I'm thinking really big picture, sweet ass ideas for, you know, building a million dollar company. I have like all these creative ideas. Today, not that creative. So it's like sweet ass ideas for where to eat in Portland before I leave. And it was just, and it was just listing out. So inherently that is not a creative. But then it gets your brain going about 
different things. Right. right? It's not a creative list that I made this time. But the daily habit of learning how to brainstorm allows your brain to be more creative over time. So I'm building a system in to allow myself to be more creative, which, and again, not every day, like today's was very boring. Uh, I mean, I'm excited because I want to try them, but it was a boring, not something that's like, hey, I'm really spurring on like these neurons in my brain to go into overdrive. But I still did it. And that builds it in over time then that when you do brainstorm, you kind of know what you're doing and then those creative ideas flow. Yeah. And being creative doesn't mean that every idea is going to be good. It just means it usually means most are going to be awful because you're having a lot of (laughs) ideas, right? Like, I mean, you're going to have more awful ideas than someone who isn't creative because you're going to have more ideas overall. And you're going to at least let them come into your brain as opposed to like shutting them off subconsciously before you even think about it. Yeah, and I think what you said before, um, I know you kind of clarified, you said a learned skill, but you were really saying kind of building the muscle. And I agree with that. And what I think building the muscle does is bring out what is already there. This just goes back to my theory that we're all built with creativity in us. We all have an innate human need to express ourselves and it can get suppressed. And I, I think when you open the floodgates and then develop the habit a little bit, and we can talk about the tips, and maybe some of this has worked in here. I'm just teasing that out a little bit. So you're saying um, we're not robots. Interesting. We are not. Interesting ro- yeah. take on humanity, or, Jason. Or we are. I think Elon Musk has a theory that we're all living in. Um, a, that's a, He thinks there's a good chance we're all in a simulation right now. Because if AI existed... We could all be in this. But anyway, that's... That is that's a very a creative idea of his. Well, he's a creative dude. All right, let's get into these tips because when it comes to creativity, we all get stuck uh, because it doesn't mean you're just walking around like being creative all the time. Uh, but there are times when you just have to be creative and you have to come up with ideas like you're about to record a podcast and you're like, well, what am I going to do? And we're like, let's talk about creativity. Um, let's talk but, about you olives. Know, yeah, you got to make decisions. You got to figure out things on the spot. You got to be creative solving problems. Um, and I really think if you are putting things and decisions through the lens of creativity, I think it can open up a lot of out of the box solutions that can really, I don't know, push things forward or make things easier. There's just a lot you can can do when you open up to it. Um, so we're all creative beings, but when we get stuck, my first tip and one. Hold that on, I, can we have an intro here? Five tips with Jason Moore. (laughs) Tip number one. Flip it around, right? Flip things around or look at it in another way. So I guess an example of this would be if you're trying to create an article on, I don't know, top 10 things to do in Denver or whatever, and there's like 50 articles on that. Well, maybe you should think about writing the top 10 things to not do in Denver. You know what I mean? Like just flipping it around, like just trying to take whatever it is and say, hey, let me just see what happens if I turn this thing upside down and see what that turns into or if that leads anywhere. Maybe it's not the thing that comes out, but maybe by flipping it upside down, you're able to see something different and pick out something from that that sparks a new idea and puts you down that path. I love that idea. You can even... yeah, And, and if you don't flip it 180, you can flip it 90 degrees and say like, top yeah. 10 things to do outside of the Denver city limits or something like that as well. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Great idea. Flip that around. Think counterintuitive. Number two, bringing ideas in from the outside. I think this is the most underrated 
You mean I, I guess, outside the simulation that we're all living in? Is that what you're referencing? <laughs> I guess uh, whatever circle you're working in, whatever like bubble, we're you know we can all easily get into these bubbles that we're working in, right? And I find this just through traveling. Like I remember just being in different countries and being like, "Wow, they're doing that so much better." Like, why don't they do that back in the states? Or like, you know, what I mean, because you've seen something different, even though it might be from a completely different category of life. And then you can bring that into your work or something that you're working on, even though it's like completely unrelated. And I think when you start thinking about ideas, concepts, things that you see that are outside of of your work, um, and examples is I was talking to a guy today in Oslo that um, was passing through town, and he's really like geeky on coffee. He's doing a bike tour and he's um, like tasting all this coffee in uh, in Europe and. He's also geeky about Disney. So he started like telling me all these stories about Disney and like basically if you think about Disney and how how like unbelievable and world class they are at just providing an experience and creating a story around things and like he told me I don't know, I couldn't recreate the story he said. He didn't even go deep with it, but he basically said there's a part of one of the theme parks, I think it's the Animal Kingdom where they've like recreated this land from Nepal and like somebody went there and like bought all these artifacts, like not artifacts, but they bought like this dude's entire store with like, like they just went in some dude's store with like all these Nepalese things and we just like paid him double and like bought his whole store. Right. Lucky dude. Um, and they brought it back and they like took all this stuff and put it there. So it was super authentic. They created like this whole backstory. They built this city and then they destroyed it because that's what happened. And there's like this whole story to it. So like, anyway, my point is he started taking some of the concepts and like the inspiration from that and applying it to his idea for like working in a coffee shop. Like how can he take some of that inspiration from Disney and like some of the things that they do and put it into his, the cafe that he wants to open one day. Um, so that's just an example of like taking something from a completely different world that inspires you or maybe it's somebody else's creativity that inspires you and bringing it into your world and seeing how maybe you can take the principles or the concepts of that and apply them. I, I like doing this a lot. Uh, you know, I it's not that it, I, um, it always hits me, but um, a really small example is when we were running Facebook ads. Um, I would be scrolling through Facebook and anytime I would see an ad, a lot of times it wasn't for people like promoting what we were promoting. Uh, you know, it was like right. some of them were like even, a completely different industry. Some of, yeah. Some of them were even like big companies, like, uh, you know, that I didn't even know what they did, but I, I would just literally, as I'm scrolling through, if I saw a good ad, I'd be like, this caught my eye screenshot, boom, throw it in a folder. Didn't matter if they were selling a book on personal finance. Didn't matter if they were a big company trying to sell like, uh, you know, graphic design services, whatever. It was all types of stuff. But I was like, for some reason, this caught my eye. So yeah, taking that outside uh, from different industries and or I think your point of traveling is, is great. I think the idea that a lot of times we, and by we, I mean Heather and I try to implement the things that we've seen while we traveled that we've liked the best of certain cultures, or at least what we consider the best into our daily lives. Case in point, really small example. We don't do this all the time, but I like doing it is, you know, in Japan, every time you walked into, into uh, anywhere, into a house or anything like that, you took your shoes off, right? In America, a lot of people don't do that. In Canada, apparently they all do that, which I didn't know. In um, Norway, we do that too. Right. And so like, I just thought, okay, this is this is a simple little thing that that's very cultural, you know, for a lot of different 
culture is what we don't usually do in the States. Obviously, some people do, but not not the large majority. And so we're like, all right, let's implement this into our life. And, you know, half the time I forget anyway, but I like to do it. Yeah, totally. And um, there's a book I want to recommend. Have you ever read Steal Like an Artist by Austin Kleon? No. It's a pretty famous book. Um, and the whole premise of the book is that basically... Like I can re- I can read the summary quick on Amazon, but he said you don't need to be a genius; you just need to be yourself. And it says you know creativity is everywhere for everyone. And uh, in the book, he talks about just how everybody gets inspiration from other places. You know, that's it's it's all connected world. So it's not like it's really very difficult, if not impossible, to come up with something completely original. Uh, what people are doing is taking inspiration from different things, maybe mashing them together, putting their own twist on it. So. But uh, from lifestyle business perspective, yeah, I love the idea of bringing things outside, like you said, in different industries or whatever, and bring them in and applying them to what you do. And I even take lessons from like, you know, working in a diner as a short order cook and like waitering. Like, there's things I've learned in random jobs that I've done that still help me in business today. So um, that's that's a lot of For fun. Sure. Um, Jason Moore, tip- creativity tip number three. <laughs> I don't know if I like that. I don't. I don't know. There's a lot of pressure here on this tip number three. Better be good. Um, you know. All right. So when I get stuck, Trav, and we're talking about getting unstuck when you're not feeling creative. And and by the way, we need to talk about a little bit. There's those times when you're like running out of the shower because you're like, oh my god, I got to write this idea down. You like run back to your notebook um, because waterproof notepads that people yeah. can put in the shower. Business idea. Go. That exists because um, a buddy of mine that I got together with just said he he just bought one of those because he has all these ideas in the shower. I like to look at like quotes or like highlights that I made in books and different things like that. And this goes with stealing like an artist and just like, you know, thinking about these quotes and like the concept behind it or, you know, this, I do this a lot in the podcast sometimes, like not all the time, but if I, if I having trouble coming up with like a concept for an intro piece or something, I'll just look at some quotes and inspire me and some different highlights in, in books that I read and you know, think about, okay, that's, that's an interesting idea. That's an interesting topic. How does that relate to what I'm doing and what I'm talking about? Does it relate? And if I can find a little connection there, a little bridge, then I have an idea and and I can just roll with that. And, um, that's really helpful. So, you know, again, this is like a little different than going from outside because we're talking about, I guess, concrete examples and books and quotes and different things like that. Do you, do you consider yourself a quote whore or no? I really love quotes. Um, I, I, I find them in, super inspiring and I get a lot of ideas from other people's profound statements, I guess, you know? So that's interesting because I definitely am not someone I, who usually seeks out quote, but I love, love, love. I mean, there are certain people, you know, every day they're reading their quote of the day, they're remembering it or they're writing their own quotes or what have you, or they're posting it on Facebook or Instagram. You know, they just, for them, quotes is a big part of, I guess we could say daily life. For it is me, for my, me. There you go. Holding up yeah. your little quote of the day. For me, it never has been. But uh, again, I'm giving another shout out to this journal. And if you guys haven't gotten the journal, check it out. It's like 16 bucks on Amazon. It's, it's changed my life. It's awesome. But Heath's journal at the top has quotes every day. But they're from like everyone and anyone. Like he has some of his own quotes in there. He's got quotes from like cartoons. He's got quotes like the one today was from Ben Franklin. He's got quotes from people I don't even know because I just think they're his friends or people that he's had on his (laughs) podcast. But I love it, the diversity of it. And so for me, that's been one thing as I've been working through the journal that I've been really, really happy about because I don't specifically 
think about seeking out quotes on my own, but it's great because it's right there. And multiple times, there's a little thing that says what you're happy about today. Probably every third day, I'm circling the above quote, and I'm just saying, like, I'm happy about this quote. And I, I, I read a really good one today that's going to go right into the lesson we're teaching to the LI community tonight, which was, it just seemed very appropriate. Uh, very often, quotes seem very appropriate, right, when you actually start reading them oh, and yeah. putting them out there. So Yeah, it's I start my day every day with a quote. Um, I have Heat's journal as well. And also, I have this awesome Zen calendar. I really love it because it's small, and it's like a tear-off, one of those tear-off calendars, and it has a different quote every day. And it's like a ritual for me. I go to make my coffee. I read the quote. I think about it. And yeah, I, it just sets the tone. And it's, yeah, quotes are an awesome thing. So I guess I am a quote whore, if you want to put it that way. Um, my fourth tip. I'm going to trademark um, that. <laughs> is, um, is going back to your daily life. You know, what happened to you today? What happened to you last week? What's been happening to you or friends or family or, or people around you? You know, are there stories there? Are there um, like daily lessons or, or just things that people have said or things that have happened or something you saw on the street or that guy cut you off and then he apologized to you? And that's, is there a lesson there? Like there, there is a lot of creativity just being out in the world and experiencing things. And I think we can draw from that. And I certainly do. Um, often when I, um, when I go to do work, I think about, you know, if I'm getting stuck, what, what are some of the things that have happened to me and what are some of the things that have inspired me on the street or, or kept me going in some way? Love this idea. Uh, I've started to do a lot more of this and people love it. Like I did a Facebook live about, um, what, what, strawberry muffins taught me about marketing and people love that. And so I am now looking for regular life. We always talk about story rap and why it's important. So you're in essence story wrapping something that happened to you in amongst a lesson in, in, in usually like a funny way. Like people are like, what the heck could strawberry muffins have taught him about online marketing? So you get him hooked in anyway. But Jay, I've actually on a, uh, on my phone, I have now, and I went on a little binge when I started doing this because I started seeing all these lessons in life, right? Like I kind of go on little binges where like one day I, I just see a bunch of things happen or a couple of days I see a bunch of things happen. So I have a note on my phone that says, what blank taught me about blank? And I have like eight or nine different things I've written down that I want to do little mini lessons on at some point. One is like what, um, I forget, like what, tar what Target and Lowe's taught me about partnerships and stuff like that. Like, I don't know, we were driving. I'm like, why are there always Target and Lowe's right now? to each other. Hmm. And I started thinking about it. And I'm like, well, here's, what, you know, anyway, I now have a note on my phone. So I'm like open and receptive to this idea of what normal life is teaching me about the bigger picture or about what I'm doing in business or about life in general, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and Chris is buzzing us out in, um, Chris, we got one more right now, right now, but we do have one more. Um, I love the idea of keeping a note and I have something like that too. I, I have a note in Evernote. It's just called story ideas. And it's just if I think of a story that illustrates a concept that I want to share or teach, I'll throw it in there. And I should really open that and use it more often because it's happening all the time. People remember stories. So if you can illustrate your concepts and your points with stories, that's always helpful. The last one is sort of like, is the number one, I think. And it's like sort of a dual one. And I'm going Einsteinian here because it's space and time. And what I mean by that is it's what you talked about before, Trav. First of all, I mean, we as entrepreneurs, um, location been entrepreneurs, travelers, we're like, we're like busy. We run around, want to see all these different things, you know, travel, do this, do that, got our businesses to run. And if you don't make space for your mind, 
through exercise, through long walks, through whatever. I mean, those are when my best ideas come, hands down. And every time I do it, I'm like, why don't I do this more often? Oh, because I have this to do and this to do, this to do. But when I go on a two-hour hike or something, it's like a waterfall of ideas. It's insane. And it happens all the time. And I went for a run today, got a whole bunch of awesome ideas, started jotting them down. And it's just giving yourself that space. It's totally underestimated. And you can look at that and say, hey... I'm not being productive right now. I'm not getting things done. I'm going to limit this workout to 30 minutes and get back to work or whatever. But then you're shortchanging yourself. There's so many times you can do this. There's big chunks of time by saying, go for a week away from your phone and take a digital detox and go up into the mountains or go to a beach. You you can do it that. You could also do, as you mentioned, small scale where it's half hour a day where you're out and running or walking or biking. I, I do a lot of this when I'm biking, swimming. I always found myself had really good ideas because there was, you know, it's just very rhythmic for me. You know, you're just going back and forth and there's not much happening around and, you know, you're kind of in an isolated area. Um, I think this is another reason why people get really good ideas or have a lot of ideas in the shower because their brain is naturally shutting changing modes a little bit because they're not being stimulated. You know, hopefully like a thousand people aren't running into the bathroom when you're in the shower. You're kind of in there alone. You have your own space. Um, I, I think that there's a lot of ways that you can build this in. And I I do think that you need to take space to make creativity happen. And every time I do this a lot, Jay, when I'm not like feeling creative, right? I kind of want to plan stuff out. I want to look big picture. I'll get on my bike or I'll get in a car. I'll drive somewhere, typically a brewery, maybe an ice cream shop, you know, stuff like that that I like doing, but I'm just sitting there with a pen. That was the bonus tip. Go to a brewery and get drunk. Yeah. With a, with a pen and paper and just hanging out and not much is going on. Maybe I'm there on my own. You know, you have to give yourself space, whatever that means for you. And every time that we do that, or at least myself, and I, I, I can speak for you too because we've talked about it, I think that that's where a lot of the best ideas come from, even if you can't put your finger on it. Like even if you're not sitting there saying, oh my gosh, I remember my best idea came when I was on this mountaintop in Nepal. Okay, maybe you can, but even if you can't put your finger on it, probably a lot was happening inside of your brain that led to that idea later. The second part to this quickly, because I know we're out of time, is time. And when I say time, I don't mean sitting around waiting for inspiration to strike, although that can happen and take advantage of it when it does, if you can. I mean, like setting aside a time to do your creative work because you have to get it done. And I mean, Travis and I do this all the time. When we, we created this podcast, we're like, you know, we have this 30 second format and all these things, but we didn't have any 30 minute we, format. 30, or 30 minute, would be 30 really second hard. would be very fast. Yeah. But, you know, Travis like, well, let's have a clock. And we talked about that. But like, we sat down and we're like, all right, let's make this show. How are we going to make this? What, what are we going to do? Are we going to plan it out? Is it going to be a freestyle thing? Are we going to bring different ideas to the table? Is it going to be like, what are we going to do? And we like set aside time to do it. We're like, all right, let's create this show now. We didn't like wait three weeks to like, wait for the show idea to come to us. We like planned an hour or an hour and a half or however long it took. We blocked out time and we said, we're going to make this show and we hashed it out and we did. And then we came up with a bunch of episode ideas and everything. That's what I mean by setting time aside to do it. Um, And then also the last thing with time is if I'm just struggling with something and I can't come up with exactly the right solution that doesn't, that feels right to me or it's just, I don't know. It's not exactly right. 
I'll think on it for a while and then I'll be like, you know what? Like, I'm just going to take this to bed with me. And more often than not, I wake up the next day with a lot more clarity or maybe it's two days later because your brain's working on these things when you're sleeping. So you have to make time for creativity, though. I think giving yourself time and space to be creative, like we mentioned, but then also sometimes setting a time limit or a day limit on it is important because if... Like you said, Jay, you kind of sit around till inspiration hits. For example, all the names that we've ever come up with for our businesses, the Paradise Pack, Location Indie. We, we said we have to come up. So we gave ourselves time or space to do it because we gave ourselves a week. We had a Google Doc, which both you and I just put in every idea and brainstormed and went through and didn't edit or anything like that. But we said we have a deadline and it's going to be in a week because it has to get done. And, you know, so we gave ourselves a space, we gave ourselves the time to do it, but we also then gave ourselves a deadline. Sometimes that's important because you do need a deadline to then actually just move forward. We talked about creativity, but then it doesn't mean anything if you don't take that and then eventually do something with it. And so both of us were like, ah, Location Indie, ah, that's the best name we came up with, Paradise Pack, best name we came up with. Now we like it, but even then, I mean, truth be told, right, we're, we're unfiltered here, when we, we just said like... I don't love either of these. They just seem to be the best out of this bunch. And now you kind of grow into it. So make sure you set a deadline yeah. too. And and the bonus to tie this all together is like what you just said, Trav. You got to ship it and you got to relentlessly just put stuff out there and acknowledge some of it's going to suck. Some of it's going to be really good. You know, some of it's going to be in the middle. And like even the things that you see, you'd be surprised. Like I know, Trav, I'm sure this happens to you too. You put something out there and you're like, uh, eh, like, I don't know, I could have done better. It was, It is what it is, but I, I, I tried to put something behind it. But then it totally resonates with all these people. You just don't know, you know? So um, you just have to relentlessly ship it, put it out there, keep it going. And um, there, there's our rant on creativity. We're way over time. Speaking of so. deadlines, Chris, we apologize. Take pity on <laughs> us for going six minutes over. And you, the listener, please. We, we appreciate mm-hmm. you listening to these extra six minutes. Uh, uh, you know, the first six were full of talks of olives. So you got your little mini episode, <laughs> could have cut that down. little yeah. mini episode <laughs> on olives. And then you got your full episode on creativity. If You're you made welcome. it past the olive part, thank you for being here. You're welcome. Um, thank you guys for listening today. Don't forget, if you're interested in all that we do, you can head on over com. Hop on the mailing list. Lots of free stuff for you there. Um, and, that, and we'll also be letting you know as soon as we open up the community. It only opens up a few times a year. So that will let you know or if you're on the mailing list. You'll be the first to know when we open up the community. Um, all right. Thank you guys for joining us today. Yeah. One last thing, Trav. We should let people know because I don't know. We don't. But there's a you get a whole guide when you sign up. We have a behind the laptop guide. It shows... 10 people, how 10 people make business, uh, make a living online, running their business while they travel. And you get the real story, of course, this is all about unfiltered. So yeah, sign up over there. You might, you might dig that. And um, we appreciate um, staying in touch. We appreciate your time listening here. We got to get out of um, here. We got to get out of here. We got to go. We, I, I can't stop, man. I'm having a good time. Uh, now I want some olives. I got to go to the store and get some olives. So talk with you soon. We'll see you. We'll see you next time. Peace.